0: From the beginning god has blessed you right live in that blessing because there's
1: tons of things i do that are fun that don't include being drunk don't include being stoned don't include being immoral tons of things that i do absolutely there's there's sports there's kayaking there's hiking there's photography there's eating there's uh spending time with your kids there's playing games there's so many wholesome things we can do and really when you think about what god has said not to do. It's a very small list when compared to all the things you can do. Yet we try to turn it around and make it like we can't do anything, which is not right. It's not accurate. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube. Type in Iqbal Bible Church, you will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. This is the Way to Go podcast. I'm Pastor Bill, along with Pastor Eric, and we are happy to be here on this podcast. Glad that you tune in. Feel free to share it, too. I mean, if you like a podcast, you know, hit the share button, let other people know that it's out there. And uh, we're talking about manhood, really personhood, God put us here, men and women alike, and it said in verse 28, God bless them, and this is Genesis 1, God bless them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so you look at this, and it says God bless them. And one of the significant things that we live in is we live in the blessing of God. And he gives rain. It says in the Bible that the sun shines on the good and the bad. The rain falls on the good and the bad. It doesn't matter. There's common graces as part of God's blessing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's important to realize. No, I need God's blessing. I mean, that's part of this world too.
0: Yeah, and thinking, you know, we talked in the last segment kind of about identity a little bit and also like purpose and like this totally plays into it. Like from the beginning, God has blessed you. right? Live in that blessing, like right. exercise in that blessing, like you're not just here bebopping around and a right. oh, little man can't get no. Like, have you read? Have you read the Bible? Like, live in that kind of authority that God has given you over over the earth here. You know, right. have have your stuff in order, have your household in order, rule over it. Right, be in that. God has. I think God has blessed us immensely. And there ought to be great joy in that.
1: Yeah, rule over, not saying guy, rule over his wife. We're not saying that. Right. We're just saying, know what your finances are. Yeah. Organize your world. Mm-hmm. If yeah, your be, roof is leaking, make sure you fix it. Be a steward of all that yeah, God yeah, has exactly. blessed yeah, you with exactly. as well.
0: is a huge part to me. Yeah,
1: I, I think too, you know, God's help. You know, my life is going to go well. I realize when I have God's blessing, you you look at it, Okay, in the Bible, there's a guy named Joseph, right? So Joseph gets sold by his brothers. He ends up in Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. Everything Joseph touched was blessed because God was blessing his life. Mm-hmm. Potiphar's, Potiphar was blessed because of that. You look at, at others, and they realize uh, later on, Laban uh, God is blessing Jacob, so he's with his uh, father-in-law, Laban, and Laban realizes, I have everything – this guy touches is blessed i'm doing well because he's here mm-hmm. that's the importance of blessing i've always wanted to be that kind of person like that joseph that hey, the people around me are going to be blessed just by virtue of the fact that i'm there because god's blessing yeah. is on me and to live in a way that would receive god's blessing because it is part of life and i think some of the blessing that god gives this blood this world still produces crops oh yeah food there's wildlife, right. there's meat to eat, right? So, I mean, there's there's a continuing blessing, but I, then I think of the specific blessings also that God gives our lives is super important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that, exactly what you were saying, that that traces back to uh, Abraham in Genesis 12. Right. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. Like, right. you know, God said that to Abraham and and that's, that's totally true. Like, yeah, because you're a part of it, You know, we hope the ministry will also be blessed as well right? because you're a part of it and things that people and relationships that people have, hopefully it's a blessing because you are there, because you're a part of it, and because you're a believer, because you have God on your side. I think when
1: God's with you and giving you wisdom on how to live even, that that helps other people around you. In other words, if Mm -hmm. God blesses you with wisdom, then somebody who's coming and needs help, then you can tell them something that's of the Lord so that God can do something good, and endow that person's life with blessing. So I I look at the blessing of God and realize, hey, this is his protective umbrella over me. It's super important. I need it. I want to live in it, under it, through it, by it, however you want to say. God bless the world. And Mm -hmm. because God's blessing is on the world, that's huge. I mean, even Jesus Christ talks about people who accept the message, let your blessing be on them. And when you leave, your blessing's going with you. Yeah. Remember that? You you have it. You can give it. You can take it back. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Here's another thing, too, about uh, God's created world. In uh, Genesis 2, too, it says, By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he rested on it from all the work of creating that he had done. And I look at that pattern where God— did all his work on six days, rest of the seventh. This is creation order. A lot of times people say, "Well, you know, the command's not repeated in the New Testament." It's creation order. It's the way God made the world to start with. You can't work every day. You need boundaries. You mm-hmm. need rest. Even even
0: Jesus himself withdrew from the crowds and and rested and prayed on the mountainside. Right. We see we read that in the Gospels and like even Jesus himself. Being fully God and fully man took took breaks, right. took a, a Sabbath, took a rest. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, so I, I think it's interesting to to read about in the New Testament, but right. also up to this point in Genesis chapter one and two verses in chapter two, all that we're seeing God is creating it is good or it's very good. That's repeated multiple times, and we see God blessing things. Right? Things are things are perfect, quite literally up to this point. As God is establishing them, as God is creating them, everything is good. Everything uh, is being blessed up to this point. Uh, I right. see if we keep reading, right?
1: Yeah, the curse falls in the it, world. Yeah, you know, it's
0: and, and and that's not from God. That's from, right.
1: but there's still Maine's patterns. There's still patterns of uh, be fruitful and multiply. There's still mm-hmm. patterns of. Procreation, men and women uh, get together, get married, have children, those children have children, so on and so forth. Like you still see p- certain patterns that are before the fall that continue after, including a day of rest. And one of the things where it helped me as a father was I didn't do work. Like I wouldn't paint on Sunday. I didn't pull weeds on Sunday. I just yeah. didn't mow the lawn on Sunday. I just didn't do it. Right. So then I would like things to do. So I would go to church and preach. And when I got home, I'd be, well, You know, we can go to Yorkies and get ice cream in Pennsylvania, or we can go up to the lake and Mm -hmm. look at it, or we can go for a bike ride, or we can hike or kayak, or or sometimes just sit out on the deck and hang out. But it was always a time for family because, you know, I spent my time with the Lord in the morning, but then, you know, in the afternoon I'd be with family and I thought it was good to have a boundary that allowed for that rather than, oh no, you know, it's the second day of the weekend and I'm just going to work more and I'm not really going to be giving time to my kids. Right. Right. Yeah. Boundaries only work as well as people follow them.
0: Right. So, so yeah. And, and it is good to have. And it's tough being a pastor as well because, you know, we still have work on Sunday. Right. Especially with youth group in the evening. Like, that's it, a full day for me. I got right. I have to have this other day of, of taking a break and having that intentional time with my wife as right. well. You know, it's my, most important ministry is my family. Absolutely. so I would agree 100%. Um, and, and taking care of that and, and working on that as well. So, yeah, no, it's difficult. And there is everybody has a billion and one excuses of, of being too busy and having so right. much going on. Like, right. uh, it I, works. I understand. Chick-fil-A, but a is a the
1: Chick-fil-A is a top three fast food in the world. Mm-hmm. And they take every Sunday off. Mm -hmm. When I redid my house and we renovated it, I told the guys who were working on my house, there will not be a hammer swinging here on Sunday. Hmm. There will not be drywall going up on Sunday. There will be no work here done at all on Sunday. And we got it done. Yeah. Yeah. We could have worked it all seven days. We're we're exhausted enough by the end of that project anyway. We needed the day of rest. But I said on Sunday, that's the Lord's day. We need a day of rest. Because even the Bible says don't even work your animals on that day. Hmm. You know, in Austinburg, it was so so much a pattern of a day of rest in this county when the county was first formed. There was a story told of one of the men who was initially early here uh, was sick on a Sunday and didn't go to church. His horse went without him. Because his horse was so used to going to church on Sunday morning, the horse went even huh. though, when he didn't because the horse knew it was wow. the Lord's I, day. I've so. also heard
0: stories of, of farmers who who'll worked their land for six years and on the seventh one, not. And right. just let the ground heal right. and he, he'll travel. And he said he makes just as much money in those six years of work as all his other neighbors and other farmers do in the full seven. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's like... Oh yeah, and it's it's one of those things like yeah, you take a break and sharpen the axe
1: and that way you can keep on right. chopping the wood, right. you know, when you when you do return to yeah, that. Yeah, I think that, that's a good analogy too. Sharpen the axe, keep yourself sharp. We're also designed to work in two fifteen, this is Genesis chapter two, verse fifteen. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Work is before the fall of man. Before there was a curse on the world, we were working. We were built to work, intended to work. And sometimes yeah. I think people look at work as a four-letter word. Like, right. for some reason, work is a bad thing and I shouldn't be working. And I've never been able to figure that out because that's pure nonsense. Of course we should be working.
0: Right? Yes. I don't... I. You know, in our world today, there's uh, so much unemployment right now. Right, stimulus check. I think to myself, like, I, there's been a period, a couple periods of time where I didn't have a job. Dude, it's so boring. Right. I quarantine. You guys remember quarantine? Sitting at home with like nothing to do. That I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm about to put my head through this drywall. I am so bored. Uh, to me, it's like, <laughs> how can you? I don't know. I I I also associate like work with like purpose and doing right. stuff, getting stuff done, that right. feeling, that sense of accomplishment. And to not have that, oh, it drives me
1: nuts. I love work. I love, I'm a workaholic anyway. Um, I have to be careful that I don't overdo it. Personally, I like responsibility. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, sometimes I've encountered people and they don't seem to like responsibility. They want to push responsibility off on everyone right. else. You do it, you do it, you do right. it. Where to me, I've been one of those, give me the stinking ball and let me run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Give me the ball. Absolutely. Let me go. Let's see how far I can get it because I love responsibility. Life absolutely. is, to me, responsibility gives life meaning and purpose. And I've often looked at what he did in the garden and God put him there and and he was there to till the land. And he was there to take care of it, right? He's there to work it and take care of it. I've often thought of the opportunity for closeness to God as I came on our property and I worked on it. I worked mm-hmm. to build gardens. I worked to bring order to a property that had been neglected, abandoned, let go, there's everywhere, there's uh, poison sumac trees everywhere, there's poison ivy everywhere, and to take a property like that and to bring order to it, Right. to build beautiful gardens, to make right. it nicer, to yeah. landscape, to build decks off the back of the house... To me, when you do those things, that to me is God gave me my, my piece of land to take care of. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mostly in that few acres around the house is where I primarily work. But he gave me that to bring order to my world. And I, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Bring order to your world. Yeah. Just like he did. Uh, work a job. We live in a day, I've talked to so many business owners who cannot find workers, and they've said, if it's not for my family, I don't know what I would do because it's the only scary. people working are your families. It is scary because what are you people doing, right? Because we're supposed to be working. Right.
0: You know, actually, as you were kind of saying, bring um, order to the chaos, order to the world. That's exactly what the Lord does in these two chapters because it starts out, Uh, The earth was formless and empty, right? There was, there was, it was void. Right. And then we see uh, the seven days of creation, the six days of creation and then the rest. And then I'm skimming real quick. Set. uh, Yeah. Chapter two, verse five. Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up for the Lord. God had not even sent rain. It's like, okay, well, there's nothing here. Right. There's truly nothing here. Right. So, what kind of story can come from this? Well, the Lord God worked right. and, and created all this, and then He has Adam over it take care of it. You've been—I you, think that's kind of cool. If like you've been analogy. out in California,
1: I know you've been out in Texas. I've and never been in California. California, when we went out there last year, and we were driving in through. So basically, from Vegas, uh, we were driving up through. It might have been near the. Joshua trees, National okay. Forest, even, but we saw a lot of those. But you would be driving down the road, and through irrigation, is very arid and dry. Mm-hmm. They would have acres and acres and acres. I think it was almond trees hmm. and orange trees, acres of it in the desert. That they, that man came and irrigated it and took care of it and planted it where it's nothing but like shrubby, oh, yeah. dusty area. You know, there's little oh, yeah. scrub trees here and there. And they plant these incredible orchards, and Mm -hmm. you see them for miles. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, where God has put us here to bring order to our world. And here's another thing. In 16 and 17, the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil, because when you eat from it, you will die. And you look at this verse, and he had the right to say, don't eat from that tree. I'm putting the tree there for my purposes. I don't want you eating from that tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, uh, again, up to this
0: point, everything, everything is good. Everything is perfect. He tells us what to do. He There's there's goodness in it. There's blessing in it. This is the first time he says, don't do this. Right. This is a no-no. Right. So uh, this is it. This is God saying, this is good. This is not good.
1: He's, does God's Adam such, make the rules? Right, no. no. God, I mean, does. God does. He
0: says, no, you can do right. this. Don't do this.
1: And there's God being such a killjoy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Such a cosmic killjoy. There he is. He put a tree in the garden they weren't allowed to eat from. But here's the thing. When you eat from it, trouble's coming. You're going to die. We look at uh, cancer, heart disease, all the problems that we have. Uh, I've just been involved in actually two suicides uh, recently. In other words, I did a funeral for one. I was a committal for another. That was my involvement. I wasn't involved in helping the planet or anything, okay? But I was involved in the burial part of it. And I just think about how catastrophic some lives are going and how mm-hmm. terrible it is. And it's all part of the curse. The best plan for mankind was laid out right here. Don't eat from that tree. Don't right. eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God told him because it's not going to go well for you when I, when you do. God gave them tons of trees to eat, because sometimes I'll hear this. Oh, you Christians can't do anything. You just can't do anything. You never have any fun. And so everyone has ever said that, I always say, you give me your time and I'll have fun with it. Because there's tons of things I do that are fun that don't include being drunk, don't include being stoned, don't include being immoral. Tons of things that I do. Absolutely. There's there's sports, there's kayaking, there's hiking, there's photography, there's eating, there's uh, spending time with your kids, there's playing games. There's so many wholesome things we can do. And really, when you think about what God has said not to do, it's a very small list when compared to all the things you can do. Yet right. we try right. to turn it around and make it like we can't do anything, Absolutely. which is not right. It's not
0: accurate. Yeah. No, you're very true. And then um, that next couple of verses where he says, man is, it's not good for man to be alone. That's the, that's kind of the first time he says, this is not good. Right. Everything else up to this point, again, is good. I, I like to just point out the repeated words and phrases yeah, we have the don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and, and that kind of thing. And then it's it is not good right. for man to be alone. Right. That's the first time we see anything that's not good. Right. Basically. Right. So I, I don't know. I right. just think it's so interesting to take note of this stuff. Uh, it's this is a super important. What God work. says is good, right. do this. What including work. Work right. is good. Do this. That's it's kind of coming in his blessing, you know? Right. Of all
1: that he's blessed us with. And he says, do not do this. Right. I agree. And he says it's not this good. This not, not It's not good for a man to be alone. I'll make a helper suitable for him when she's going to be Eve. Uh, a couple things. One, this is the purpose of marriage. The purpose of marriage is companionship. And um, I think guys sometimes don't realize that their wives are built to be their companion. And that's mm-hmm. innate in a woman. She wants to be the companion to her guy. When the guy ignores her, when the guy is always busy, when the guy never has time, when the guy never asks her out, she does not feel good about things because she doesn't feel good about the relationship. Why? because she was designed to be a companion and we've got to allow her right. to do that that's just a fact we have to allow our spouses to be our companion right right and
0: companions are partners they're allies they're for they're with right. you they're for you they're not against you. Right.
1: And it's going to be somebody's suit for you. Somebody who fits mm-hmm. you. You know, my wife fits me. You know, we right. like the same things. Uh, some of the things were different. My strengths were, I'm strong where she's weak. She's yeah. strong where I'm weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a team, we work together. The word helper is, is the same word used of God. God is our helper. So this is a very, you know, our gals are very strong people. They're very capable people. I love women. Uh, personally, if, and I don't mind saying, and I've said it before, if you said, if God said, you can only have one beautiful thing left on the planet and I'm going to erase every other thing, what would it be? I'd be like women hands down. Are you kidding? I would never, I would never can't imagine the world without the women in our lives. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine it. It would, it would be terrible. So, I mean, I, I, look at that and say, what a blessing it is. But I also understand I have to be a companion. I have to, as a man, I have to spend time with my wife. It's not about just me and a hobby. It's not about me going hunting. It's not about me right. going fishing all the time. It's not right. about me and everything I want to do and leaving her home all the time. No, I want Absolutely. to do things. I've always felt in marriage, I want to find those things to do that we do together. And I really believe that one of the reasons that I feel like I love my wife so much is because we do so much together. And that, I guess you would say, fertilizes that. Waters that desire, mm-hmm. you know what I mean that love that I have for her makes it even bigger and stronger,
0: yeah, and uh just just as far as I know not everyone is married, right, and even as time goes on, I think the average age of getting married in twenty twenty was like thirty two or thirty four right. um so all the young people all the single people still like being alone is not good for so many Reasons, right? Some of the biggest trouble you can ever get yourself into is probably when you were alone, when you were bored, when you were tired. Right? You're so susceptible to temptation mm-hmm. and all sorts of uh, other fleshly desires. So, like, I even if you are single, I, it's still not good to be alone. You are meant to be in community, you are meant to be with other people. Right. I think that's something. Um, it's kind of lost sight of a little bit. I think it's
1: lost sight of for sure, because I think that we also live in an electronic world where with social media, you can relate to people all over the world and they be your friends. Mm-hmm. It might be somebody in Europe. It might be somebody in South America. Uh, it could be Africa. It, it's just, they're your friends, but you, you can't relate with the plug right. nickel standing next to somebody in a grocery line. And to me, that's kind of a hard thing. Like I don't, I am an extrovert. There are parts of me that are a little shy. Like if I don't know people, I'm not real talkative, but I've learned to just go say, Hey, and talk to people. If I go to like today, I was at a committal and you know, you, you go there and there's people you don't know. You talk to people, you do, you say hi to others, you shake hands on the way out. You just be friendly, you know, but I, that to me, the ability to do that, should you desire to do that? seems to be lost in our world today. Yeah. It's, there are people that can't talk to you. I mean, I'll go talk to some of these people. They don't even know what to say to me. Mm -hmm. They just, all they know is this, like you talk, they have separation anxiety away from their phone, right? Like they, they have to be, their eyes have to be here all the time. This is not what God intended for us, no, for sure. And that's, I guess, that we're out of time. But appreciate you coming in and uh, doing the podcast with me. And hopefully, it's been helpful as we've gone through some verses the last two uh, podcasts on Genesis one and two about being a person, about being a man, uh, not leaving the gals out, but definitely talking with Father's Day weekend being here. You know, talking to our guys, especially. But we appreciate you tuning in again. If you'd like to sh- uh, share the show, uh, we'd love for you to do that. Let's build. Let's build this. You know, together, let's build this. Let's get the word out there where it needs to be. Y'all have a great and blessed week.